Let's do it. Boom, 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 boom. Little tone note for you. Thank you very much. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you in part by MosierMultimedia.com, KMH Music in Presque Isle, Maine, The Ridge Runner in Westfield, Maine, and Doug's cousin. Larry. Hey, hey. Now, now the night to say, You're listening to the O'Brien and Doug podcast. Now do it like you mean it. You're listening to the O'Brien and Doug podcast. Thank you. Yep. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug Crocodile podcast. Rock. I am O'Brien. I'm Doug. And Doug D U G Doug, I, I I dig it, Doug. Thanks, man. Um, season six, episode sixteen. Yeah, I thought we already did sixteen. But yeah, well, I was, says, I was one ahead. If of I'm us. looking at it, it says maybe uh, more. Make sure they're they're all labeled right. No, they're they're all labeled correctly. Okay, just make so it, I, yeah. The last for some reason one, I, for, in my head, this was seventeen, but it didn't make sense either. So you know, what in your head does make sense? Not much. <laughs> I did. I did have this epiphany the day that um, I can't wait to get really old. Yeah. Why? Because I went to the grocery store after work, and there was this old guy come out. As I'm walking in, this old guy came out. He's wearing a wife beater, shorts, and bedroom slippers. Nice. And I was like, nobody's gonna say anything to that dude because nope. he's, he's old. He's put in his time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like little kids and old people can do anything they want. Pretty much. And just get away with it because yeah. everybody just oh well they're they're little they're it's like all four our, or our, oh he's like eighty you know what I mean it's all us sad cases in between yeah we got to act like the adults here right <laughs> I mean I want to go in a wife beater you know what if I want to go out in a wife beater shorts and bedroom stuff nothing stopping you everybody, well I could and then everybody like what's wrong with that guy mm-hmm. well it must be a meth head yeah you know well there are those out there well there I think we saw one this weekend I think we did too yeah yeah so. we had a good weekend though. Uh, I'd agree. Great weekend of music. Really, it was full. It was chock full of music and fun. It was. We had sleep deprivation. (laughs) A lot of that. It was kind of like a CIA torture experiment, right? (laughs) We had so we had a wedding to do. Um, When I say to do, we the band played um, at our friend Josh's wedding. Not not our guitar player Josh. Um, Not yet, anyway. Right. You think he'll ask us to play, Uh, Josh? I don't know. I don't I doubt th- it. Do you think he'll have a live band? I don't think. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think he'll have a live band. Well, it'd be kind of cool. You know, he plays guitar for a living. He might not. He might just want to break. Well, I'm not saying he has to play. Well, he should have us be the wedding. Band. Yeah, but would you want? I no. would want to play with him. Yeah, I know? know. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah. You know? I don't think he'd want us to play. I Probably think he, he wants us to enjoy. I'm not even sure he wants us to go. Well, no, he did invite us. <laughs> We're talking about our guitar player, Josh Kovach. This is a different Josh, yes. uh, who is also a member of the family, um, the extended family, I should say, and uh, got married to his new wife, Callie, on Saturday. And uh, we were uh, kind of a big part of that uh, reception. Um, we played in the middle of it. Well, you were a bigger part. Well, then the whole thing because you you have the um, the cred, the cred, yeah, the credentials. Oh, oh, but, oh because the MC. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was in. Yeah, yeah. So I MC'd. I also DJ'd 
Yeah. Um, but that was easy. That DJ program you had, man, that was cool. Wasn't it? Yeah. Virtual, virtual DJ? Virtual DJ. And I was wondering how, so I, was cool, gonna, how I was going to do it. Um, but I found that and, um, you know, you're supposed to use it for, prof- you know, you can't use it for professional use or something like that. How are they going to know? Yeah, what are they going to do? Of course, track you. What are they going to do? They might. What what are they going to do? Listen to this podcast? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Right. Uh, But no, it worked out really well, Uh, and um, I use I basically played music that she she gave me a list. Yeah, these are some of our favorite songs. So I just had all those songs put into a playlist, and and it was pretty it was pretty straightforward. Uh, But we played for like an hour in between. Um, Yep. And it was, was fun. And it was the first time we played in. I would say over three years, probably. Almost, th- almost three years. Almost three years. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like riding a bike. Yeah, we fell right into, like I said, like, I think I said Saturday night, I said like halfway through the first song, I was good. Yeah, I was like, we're going to be okay. Yeah, we're going to be fine, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was good. And then, so that got over pretty late for us these days. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I got home at one. The best, the best part, though, was like the 1030 pizza. Yes. Delivery. Yes. There were like 20 pizzas. I'm like, yes. Yes. I mean, we had a meal and everything for the reception. But, and the meal was really good. But they uh, they thought ahead and they, they ordered 20 pizzas. Yeah. And, and they were gone, dude. They were gone. <laughs> they <laughs> so. were gone. And uh, uh, yeah, and, and so it was, it was, it was been a lot of fun. Yeah, and, it was uh, fun. That went to, I, we, I got home at one. I know you got home at one thirty. Yeah. Uh, which we, we used to do all the time. You know, well, we, no, we used to get done playing at one, and we, yeah, my head would hit the pillow at three a.m. We'd get to bed like three, four o'clock. Yeah, you know, yeah. So that was actually so those cool. days are over. So uh, we, uh, we, um, I had to get up and go to church the next morning, and then we had to go and play with the syndicate uh, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So it was. So it was the, like you said, there was a lot of sleep deprivation. I'm mostly caught up. I don't know if you can tell. I'm still a little tired, a little rundown. It's, we're recording this on Tuesday. Um, but the syndicate show was great. Yeah, it was. It went really well. Yeah, it was really hot. Yeah, it was really hot. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we, uh, it was, yeah. I don't, was, I don't know why they're opposed to putting, uh, you know, like a canopy up or something. something. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's it just, it's hot, dude. Yeah, we were right in front of a metal building. Yeah, so, exactly. So yeah. you're reflecting that heat back. I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, there's no escaping it. You know? So this so, was, and this was part of the. It's like being a rotisserie chicken. I right. Think. This was part of the Chronomain Balloon Fest. And. I didn't see those balloons drive in. I I saw them like piecemeal. They would come in like one, and then they would just kind of like start setting up. I stuff. guess I wasn't paying attention at all because it was towards the end of the show. I was like, "Oh my word, there's balloons here!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they just showed up out of nowhere, and they're yeah. like, "Okay, let's go!" Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like, like, well, I was because the whole time I was like, "Wow, we're at the balloon fest with no balloons." Right. Yeah. You know, there weren't we, even any kitty balloons. Right. I mean, we there was nothing, mo- man. We played most of the, the set with, yeah, without, no without anybody, you know. anybody. Last balloons. year, I mean, we had balloons the whole time. Yep. Had, like, and there was a DJ that was giving, you know, taking breaks in between. Yeah, and, that was pretty cool. He yeah. was a cool guy. I he was. That, yeah. Yep. So anyway, that was our that was our weekend. And yes. again, again, it was it was a long one. It was. One of the good. things, because uh, we got together with Shane, obviously our bass player, which we haven't seen, uh, you know, we haven't played with. Uh, for as a full band uh, for quite a while, almost three years, like we said. Um, and whenever we get together, it's just like, and, and, and people there said it too, you know, this is, we've got a special thing. This is, you know, when we get together, there's something. Because we've been playing for so long. Magic. Yeah, something. Uh, we've been playing together for so long. Just like Henry but Potter. One of the things that uh, we talked about just briefly was, I think, I can't remember what song we were talking about, but Shane brought up a song and it was a cover 
and he said something about that's one of the times where the cover is better than the original. Yeah, but uh, I don't remember what the song I don't remember was. what the song was either. Um, I'm sure he'll tell us once he listens to this podcast. Of course he will. Yeah, but I did find a thing uh, on rockpasta.com. Um, I like it with marinara, which is ten classic rock covers that were better than the original. Ah, and I'm not sure I agree with all of them. Okay, um, and some of them you may not even know that they're covers. Um, so I'm just going to go through them. Okay, and we can talk about whether Sounds we. Sounds like a plan. And I agree with the first one. Okay, knocking on heaven's door. Yes, because I don't know. Guns N' Roses kind of made that their own. It's a Bob Dylan song. Yeah. A great song. Mm-hmm. Um, and Even the Bob Dylan song is great. Right, it is. But I do like the Guns N' Roses version much better. Yeah, and I, I don't know, It's they rocked it up a little bit. And, yeah. and like I said, they kind of made it their own. So I would agree with that one. Not yes. Not Heaven's Door. See. I, I am going to, you're not going to like this, I don't think. Um, okay. The next one. I, I think, well, I'll just say it. With a little help from my friends, Joe Cocker. I like better than the Beatles. Oh, that's blasphemy. Yeah, I knew you weren't going to like it. Blasphemy. I just like what he did with it. You know, No, he, it was good, you yeah. know, but I'm always going to like the original better than the Joe Cocker. Version. Yeah, I, so, I I just like... See, I'm that's, a, just, that's just a personal thing. I'm a bluesy guy. Yeah. You know, and he made it very soulful. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I dig it. I dig it better than the original. I, no, I, I like the original. I, actually, I love the original. Yeah. No, I get that. I, I just I just prefer the original in yeah. that case. Um, there's, here's another Bob Dylan song. Can you guess that the the cover is better than the original? Uh, Shameless. <laughs> no, that was Billy Joel and Garth Brooks. That was different. I thought, which one am I thinking of? Of, oh, oh! You're thinking of to make you feel my love. Yeah, yes, I do think Garth Brooks' version. I do. I think of Garth that Brooks song is, is better, better than Bob Dylan's version. Yes. I, I do agree with that. Yeah. No, this one is um, Rainy Day Women. Nope. Did anybody ever cover that? Song? I think I think there's a lot of covers of that okay. song, but none that none that what kind of went like bro. When none you that think came of, anywhere, you know, right? When you think of Rainy Day Women, you think of Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think of anybody's cover of it. Uh, all along the Watchtower. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting that's a Jimmy, cover. Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, yeah. that's he better. made that his own. Yeah. You know, and it was like two different songs, man. Right. You know. So yep. yeah. Um, Black Magic Woman. That's Santana. Yeah, that's a cover. Is did it? You, did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Let me see if I can. Let me see. Actually, you know who what? did the original? I will. I'm going to surprise you. Oh okay. Uh, see if you can tell me. You actually, you know what? You won't be able to tell me who. Oh, did okay. That. Never mind then. Because I'll, I'll just sit here and be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb dog. <laughs> Is that you being stupid? I like yeah. that. <laughs> ah, stupid. <laughs> Big stupid, stupid head. Dog. Dog is dumb. Okay. Holy crap, what was that? Got a black magic woman. Got a black magic woman. So, I don't know if you know, but this band started out as a blues band before Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks joined. Is this Fleetwood Mac? This is Fleetwood Mac. Wow. And it's Peter Green on vocals and guitar. And 
it was it's a song I believe it's written by Peter Green really yeah it's a cover of a Fleetwood Mac song oh well we're so used to Santana's version which right. I do think is far superior I do actually yes um, now that I've heard this and it might be just because we're so used to Santana's version could be um, but I don't know Santana but that version this version the Fleetwood Mac one is not bad no it's it's good it's, it's great good, yeah. Peter Green was, was awesome yeah. um, how about the original version of this of yeah. course. That's good. Of course. Yeah. So good. Little Bob Marley. Right. Now, I love this. Yeah. I actually okay. This is one where I'm gonna have to disagree because I actually like this one better than I. I and I was Eric gonna, Clapton. I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I love I love me some Clapton. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the Mark. <laughs> no, Clapton. Eric Clapton. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I do think I like the Marley version better. Yeah. I mean, nothing wrong with Eric Clapton. No, no, version, no. And that's the version I'm more familiar with. Right. But I definitely like the Bob Marley version. just more there's more guitar yeah. in this one obviously yeah. but yeah i he kind of stayed true to it to he his, did actually very very true to it yeah I do like this part. Is this in the original? Oh, remember. I think it is actually. Yeah, I think it is. Anyway, um, so yeah, this is a Clapton uh, version of "I Shot the Sheriff," and I do. I think yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna agree. I like um, I like Bob Marley's version better. Bob. Uh, how about, let me see if I can find, uh, easily find this in my collection here, because I will agree that this cover, I think this cover is better than the original. Do I even have this song? I don't have it. Oh. Okay. So, well, obviously it's better than the original because I don't have the original. Well, there we go. Um, Problem solved. I do want to play you the original first before I play the cover. Okay. So let me see if I can dial it up here. All right. Let's get on the interwebs. There we go. This one right here. It's good so far. I like it. Sounds of There's the titles on this. This is YouTube. There's a title showing me the name of it. You don't recognize this song at all? I can tell by the look on your what face. What is this? You can tell who it is, though. It's Dave Bowie. Yep. 
Okay, well, if you don't know who it is, let me play you the cover. It's from an MTV Unplugged. Nirvana? Yeah. The man who sold the world. Oh. I'm going to be honest with you. Never Didn't even know it was a cover song. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, like I said. I've never heard the Bowie version either. Yeah, I think the, uh, I do think I like Nirvana's version. And I don't know why. Hmm. It just seems more organic. Sure. Because it's, it's live. It's yeah. TV unplugged. Oh, yeah, I can see that. That's when Dave Grohl played drums, obviously. Dave Grohl played drums? He did. Whoa! Mind blown. Oh, the uh, 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 Taylor um, Hawkins tribute to this weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. I do like this song, and I love Nirvana's version of it. I do. I mean, I, I thought it was a Nirvana song, but I thought it was weird. I didn't see it on any Nirvana album. I thought it might have been just a... Yeah, you know, was, one that was going to come on the album before Kurt died or something like right. that. You know? Yeah, I know it was on their MTV Unplugged. Yeah, I, I yeah. do remember. I do remember from there. But I, I, I was blown away. That was a right, cover. right. Yeah. Hello, uh, sounds of silence. See now, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, a lot of people freaked about the cover of this song by um, Disturbed. Yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, his voice is amazing. It's you know. So, this I'll always go with the original. This one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to. Yeah. Because this is beyond classic. Yeah. Um, not, there, not that there was nothing wrong with the disturbed version. No, I don't think so either. But I, I just prefer this version better. I agree. And give you a little hint or a little taste of. Uh, uh, I do like what they did with it. I mean, it was yeah. it was it was kind of neat what they did. His voice resonates. Yeah, you know it's yeah. He does do what you think he's going to do later. In the- oh. They really did a great job. Yeah, it was actually good, but I, I'm always going to go with oh, yeah. Simon and Garfunkel. Yep. As, as am I. Yeah. Um, I th- and keep in mind that the writer of this article thinks that the covers are better than the originals. Right. So I'm also going to go with the original on this one, um, only because, I don't know. Oh, yeah. You know what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're all waiting 
Not taken away from Pearl Jam. No, it was good. It, it was, was a good, good cover. But I have to go with the original. I, I like the original much better. Yeah, this is J. Frank Wilson and the Cavaliers. One hit wonder. Yeah. But the um, the Pearl Jam version, I think was um, was it like a benefit or something. Yeah, see, they did a good job. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't mind it. I just prefer the original yeah, better. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it's, so. but I think they, there was a purpose for for them to actually do that song. I think it was, it was either it was a benefit for something. They, oh. they sold it as a single to raise money for something. And, oh, okay. Um, I, if I'm mistaken, I'm sure somebody will correct me. Uh, what about this? Uh, what about this? I can't remember who does the original. The Arrows. Arrows. This is 1975, yeah. actually. You did agree that the, the, the cover was better than the original. Joan Jett was yeah. way better than this one. Yeah. 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 Nothing wrong with this one. Yeah. But I, like, I just prefer the Joan Jett version. Yeah. The Joan Jett version has more life to it. it yeah, she really does. She really does she make, really, you know, make she it puts her that, own. She, you know, she puts that Joan Jett magic on it. Yeah. It just does seem more alive. Yeah. Ow. Of course, I, I dig Joan Jett's voice anyway. Same. All right. Now, I'm going to agree with this next one, and I'm sure that you will, too. Here is the original. Isley Brothers? Yep. Although I love this version. I do too, yeah. But I do like the Beatle version of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. This is live. This from Prince Albert Hall. Uh, no, this is uh, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. Yeah. yeah, definitely like the the Beatles version better. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely a better. I could do without all the screaming, but yes. you know, that's, yeah, <laughs> it's part and parcel to right, exactly. To, you know, early Beatles records. Um. Did you know? Well, here's. I'll just play this one for you. Baby, baby, baby. 
Why was it? I, I why forget that was a These weren't on the list. This wasn't on the list. I yeah. just remember this one was right. covered. This is Slade. Slade, yeah. Come on, feel the noise. Right. Which was covered obviously by Quiet Riot and yeah. they had a huge hit with it. Yeah, I do like the Quiet Riot version better. Yeah. And so that list is all over. Can you think of any off the top of your head that were covers that were probably that you think were better than the originals? Oh my word. Uh jeez. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Uh His voice actually sounds a little like Kevin DeBrow. It does, yeah, yeah. Okay, while you're while you're thinking, I want to play this one for you because I found this. This is a Frontiers Records artist called Eva Under Fire. Journey. Yeah. Separate ways. Yep. Wow. I don't know why it keeps jumping like that. I like this, but obviously I'm going to go with the Journey version. I don't know. The, the double bass pedal is throwing it off. It's distracting. Well, it's not distracting. It's just not fitting it. It's like they're putting it in for... Because I can play a double bass pedal. Right. The vocals just don't have any life to them. It's too, it's too operatic. You know, I don't know. I mean, she could sing. That's a little better. She's not bad to look at either. All right. Now I gotta. Yeah, I uh, go with the original as original, well on yeah. that one too. I just found it and I figured we're yeah, we'd fit cool. in with this conversation. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I got to think it because we play covers, obviously. Well, uh, yeah, we play a lot of covers. Every band that we're in, I mean, but we also write songs. Yeah. Uh, not with the syndicate, but you know, with Comic Crossing and whatnot. But I got to think, there's all kinds of tribute bands out there. Yeah. And I suppose, because I was, I would never want to be in a tribute band or in a cover band only. Because I think as a creative person, and you know, you could poo-poo on this if you want, but as a creative person, I would want to um, let myself shine through. Yeah. You know, I would want to make something that is new or... Um, but it solely comes from me right? as a creative. Yeah. Now, if you're just, you are a musician and you love playing music no matter what, and you love this band so much, I think of Journey tribute bands. I think of Rush tribute bands. Yeah. You know, that's been done. I mean, Rush, there's only one Rush. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you probably make a living playing tribute bands, but I got to, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about uh my, not that I, not that I have that problem. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, you know, you gotta you gotta make a living somehow, right? If you're gonna, I mean, if if you if you're making a good living playing nothing but Rush songs, right? Then play nothing but Rush songs. Well, I mean, get, you could you would, could you could do your own thing, you know, 
like we do. We play cover songs and then we put our own songs. You know, we sneak our yeah, own songs. Yeah, but could you do them. that if it didn't sound like Rush? Like if you were playing a, a Rush tribute show and you snuck in one of your songs, wouldn't it have to sound like Rush? I don't think necessarily. No? Maybe they would just be like, hey, we wrote this. What do you guys think? You know? Yeah. And if they, you know, if they all leave and go to the bar, then you know. Yeah. You know, so. I don't know. Or I, in our case, you know, old women shake their butts in your face. <laughs> so, I don't know. Whatever. You know, of course, we, we've been playing in cover bands most of our lives. Yeah. You know, so I get it. And I, you, you want to make people happy and you, yeah. um, you're, you're playing your instrument and you're, you're enjoying yourself and right. hopefully they're enjoying themselves. Too. I get I get that aspect of it but as a creative person i would want to um be um i don't know i, I would want to be I was, I, i'm gonna say be known for but i don't you know fame is not what i'm talking about i mean like yeah, my my work my creation you yeah, know you, I would you want need to, an outlet yeah, yeah. something yeah. i don't know i was just thinking about that today and i don't I don't think I could only play in a cover band because I play in cover bands now, yeah. but I still write my own stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, nobody ever hears it, but you know, sometimes they do. Sometimes they and do. then they shake their butt to your face. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we played one of our songs, and that's when she shook her. Butt that's what I'm face. saying, yes, dude. Yes, yes. It's the butt shaker song. It is the butt shaker song. Okay, so we talked about Journey a little bit. I came up across this other thing. Um, from ultimateclassicrock.com. We talked a little bit about replacement singers um, on a previous podcast, I'm sure. Just like like we've talked about cover bands before. Right. But I thought this was interesting, and I think some of these might be surprising. Uh, uh, Some of them won't. Obviously, I'm just going from their list here. Um, Adam Lambert replaced... It's interesting to me the way they have this done. Adam Lambert sings for Queen now. Right. But they have Adam Lambert, parentheses, Queen, and he replaced Paul Rogers. I don't remember Paul Rogers ever singing with Queen. Well, he did, but it was, it was, he wasn't the singer for Queen. It was Queen with Paul Rogers. It was a, like a, it wasn't a one-time thing. You don't remember that? We, we did a, um. When we were on the radio back then, um, they had um, they had a couple songs, and Fat Bottom Girls was one of them, um, that we used to play on the request show all the time. Um, Fat Bottom Girls... Well, I get um, hit in the head a lot, so it's hard to remember stuff. Um, you know what I mean, Steve? I guess... <laughs> But what they did was they took Paul Rogers out on tour, and I think they put out an album, but it was it was a live album, and Paul Rogers sang some Queen songs, and they played songs from Free in Bad Company. Okay. So he wasn't the singer for Queen, but but it's just interesting to me that they they said that Adam Lambert replaced um, Paul Rogers. Well, it sounds more it's, like Adam Lambert replaced Freddie Mercury. Well, I mean, because Freddie Mercury was the singer of Queen, right. so so that just that was weird for me. Arnell Pineda, obviously, of Journey. This is what they have replaced Jeff Scott Soto, who briefly filed, uh, filled in for Steve Augeri, which is true, right? But uh, Steve Augeri was the first one to replace Steve Perry, right? Uh, and then Steve Augeri's voice 
was having problems and Jeff Scott Sotos came in and sang on a tour, but he was never the lead singer of Queen right. or of a journey. Right. Um, he was filling in there. I think there was talk of him singing lead for journey, but nothing was okay. Anyway, well, uh, uh, the way they're putting this is weird. I know it is weird. Check this out. Okay. Axl Rose, ACDC. He replaced Brian Johnson. No, but he didn't. He didn't. No, he filled in to finish the tour because Brian Johnson's hearing went right. So he wasn't the lead singer of ACDC. But they are calling he it. Was, he was just singing with ACDC, right? Although they are calling it replacement singer, so they're not saying. Oh yeah, uh, yeah well, you know, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Benoit David of Yes replaced John Anderson. I, I don't follow Yes, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, I really know. Blaze Bailey of Iron Maiden replaced Bruce Dickinson. Right, I remember that. Yeah, that was a short, that was short-lived. Yeah. Bon, bon Scott of ACDC replaced Dave Evans. He was the original right. lead singer. Right. He sat, He sang that song, uh, Can I Sit Next to You, Girl, which was an old. I Yeah, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't. Think of ACDC. I don't think of ACDC Beyond, before right. Bon Scott. Right, before Bon Scott or Brian Johnson. Yeah. You don't, you don't, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, you didn't realize, I didn't realize that. I mean, I did. I knew this, but most people don't think that Bon Scott was not the original singer. Right. Yeah. Um, Brian Howe, Bad Company, replaced Paul Rogers. Right. But that was, he replaced him, but it was a, it was a different band. Yeah. I mean, it was the same, a couple of guys, they were the same, but it was a different band. They had a different sound and everything. Brian Johnson obviously replaced Bon Scott. Bruce Dickinson replaced Paul Diano. Um, remember when Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park took over for Scott Weiland for the Stone Temple Pilots? Oh, yeah. Briefly. I, never, I forgot about that. Yeah, briefly. David Coverdale replaced Ian Gillen in Deep Purple. Right, right. Uh, David Gilmore replaced Sid Barrett. Yes. Um, but I think that was more, he just kind of took over. Yeah, he just kind of, yeah. He just um, filled the gap. Uh, we'll never forget this. Gary Sharon replaced Sammy Hagar and Van Halen. And I love Sammy, Gary Sharon, but... And then Sammy Hagar replaced David E. Raw. <laughs> right. Uh, Graham Bonnet of Rainbow. Um, he replaced Ronnie James Dio. Oh, yeah. In Rainbow. Right. Yeah. Uh, Graham Bonnet, some of Graham Bonnet's songs in Rainbow are my favorite Rainbow songs. Like, yeah. Since You've Been Gone. Since You've Been Gone. Yeah, that's a great song. Since You've Been Gone. Uh, Ian Dillon. Dio, Dio, Dio replaced Ozzy in Black Sabbath. Yeah, I haven't got there yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that, <laughs> I, I was, it just popped in my But head. you're right. I mean, we could have... Put it in right there. Yeah. Ian Gillen of Deep Purple actually replaced Rod Evans because... Oh, I see. I didn't know that. I, well, because Deep Purple was out in the 60s, actually, and they had a song called Hush, 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 dun 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 hush You don't remember that song? Not really. I bet you do. Hold on. I got, I got to play that for you because I bet you do. There's, a, there's an organ part. Um... This is uh, so. This is a deep purple song with an organ part. Yes. That's weird. <laughs> Shut That's unheard of. Shut <laughs> it's a recognizable organ organ part. The the wolf howling at the beginning. You don't remember this? I bet you you will. Really? Nope. Wait till they sing. I bet you will. Oh, 
yeah, okay. Yeah. Now I recognize it. So this is Hush. I didn't know this was Deep Purple. Yeah, this is Deep Purple, and this is Rod Evans on vocals. Oh, okay. So this was obviously, this was um, before. Well, isn't that fascinating? It is. That's what I'm, I'm saying. This is, it's kind of neat uh, to find this stuff out. Um, and now I lost my, ah, oh, I just lost it. Hold on a second. Oh, no, I didn't. It's right there. Um, JD Fortune replaced Michael Hutchins of NXS. Remember that? Remember that TV show? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jason Sheff of Chicago. Yep. Replaced Peter Cetera. Uh, Jeff Gutt, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, replaced Chester Bennington, and they've since replaced him with someone else. So they have another singer now. Right. Uh, Jimmy Jamison of Survivor replaced Dave Bickler. Dave Bickler sang "Eye of the Tiger." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I always just assume it's uh, what's his face? Who are you, the first guy? Jimmy Jameson. Yeah, yeah. No, Jimmy Jameson was on. Um, I think, I think I'm not sure. If Vital Signs was Jimmy Jameson's first album with Survivor or not? Um, but uh, he had a bunch of hits like "High on You" and right. "Can't Hold Back" and stuff like that. Uh, Joe Lynn Turner, uh, Deep Purple. He replaced Ian Gillen. Right. Joey Belladonna. Of Anthrax? Yes. Replaced? Do you remember? I don't remember who he, who he replaced. Neil Turbin. I didn't know that I guy. I didn't either. John I Car- know who replaced Joey Baldonna. Which was? John Bush. Right. Okay. John Karabi of Motley Crue. Been replaced oh, yeah. Vince yep. Neil for a, an album, I think. Yep. Um, was, it, was that the Generation Swine album? I think so. Yeah, it was so, terrible. Yeah. Um, and Johnny Edwards replaced Lou Graham of Foreigner. Before the the current guy, Lou Lou Graham or Lou Reed? <laughs> Hold on. I can never. I, I don't know why I have such hard time with Lou's. Uh, yeah, Johnny Edwards uh, did one album with Foreigner and it didn't work. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Solinger of Skid Row replaced Sebastian Bach. I since Sebastian Sebastian left, I haven't followed them, so I don't know. Yeah, once Sebastian left, I was like, "There's no more Skid Row." Right. You know, but they've been touring. Uh, you know, well, I'm sure they are, but yeah. I mean, I I'm not paying any attention. Right. Johnny Van Zant replaced uh, Ronnie Van Zant because of his death. Well, yeah, I mean and, that that was a necessary thing. Yep, Leonard yeah. Skinner. Yeah. Um, here's something I didn't know: Justin Hayward of the Moody Blues, the blonde guy. Okay. Um, who sang, um, I know you're out there somewhere. Yeah. And Wildest Dreams. And he was not the original singer. He replaced Denny Lane. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. Hmm. Kelly Hansen, the current lead singer of Foreigner, replaced Lou Graham. Right. Because Lou Graham came back to the group after Johnny Solinger uh, and then left And again. then he made an album with Metallica. <laughs> no, that's Lou Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Cronin of Ario Speedwagon was not the original lead singer. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you know that song, um, uh, shoot, it's the really long one. Not Roll With The Changes. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> uh, Riding The Storm Out. Oh, Ride, yeah. That's... Riding The Storm Out, yeah. yeah that's, that's originally- That's a really good song. The, the lead singer is Mike Murphy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and, and they brought Kevin Cronin. Kevin Cronin was- uh, brought in as almost like a uh, Steve Perry situation oh. where they wanted hits you yeah know, and they and so wow. they brought in the the, Interesting. the folk singer Kevin Cronin oh okay Lawrence Gowan was the uh, lead singer of Styx replaced Dennis DeYoung I didn't know that Mike Patton here's one you didn't know Mike Patton of Faith No More yeah was not the original singer I didn't know that uh, Chuck Mosley was the original singer don't even know who that is so Mike Patton replaced him 
Um, again, they had Neil Finn replacing Lindsey Buckingham in Fleetwood Mac. Now, they finished the tour. I'm not sure if he's actually in Fleetwood Mac. Right. Because are Fleetwood Mac even touring anymore? I don't really know, man. Yeah, because it was Mike Campbell from Tom Petty yeah. and Neil Finn, and they replaced uh, Lindsey Buckingham. Right. Um, but I think it was just to finish a tour. Maybe. Um, Phil Anselmo of Pantera replaced Terry Glaze. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I just always assumed it was Phil. Yep. Phil Collins of Genesis. Did you know that he replaced Peter Gabriel? That I didn't. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Because I read the book. (laughs) Right. Ray Wilson of Genesis replaced Phil Collins. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. One album. Yes. Yep. Yep. And you know they didn't even tell him he was fired? Yeah. They just kind of did it. Well, he found out on their website? Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of dirty. That's that's a dick move. It is, kind of. Uh, Ripper Owens, Judas Priest, replaced Rob Halvert. Right. Uh, Let's see. Robert Fleischman of Journey replaced Greg Rowley. I love his butter. That must be be, uh, before Steve Perry came in. That must be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie James Dio, Black Sabbath, replaced Ozzy. Ozzy. Sammy Hagar replaced David Lee Roth. (gasps) He did? What? This is unsatisfactory. Steve Augeri replaced Steve Perry. Um, let's see. Steve Perry replaced Greg Raleigh. Right. Although, did he, though? Because they were in the band at the same time, and they both sang. Yeah. They switched off. I think he just kind of, I think yeah. it was just kind of like a, you know, move over, Red Rover. Right. You know, kind of thing. Todd Latour, Queensryche. Um, that was messy, man. Replaced Jeff Tate. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that, was that was a messy thing. Tommy DiCarlo, Boston, replaced Brad Delp. Uh, let's yeah. see. William Duvall, Allison Chains, replaced Lane Staley. Yeah. And he's still with them. Yeah. He's still with Allison. Yeah. So, and you know, some of those, you, you know, we didn't know. A lot of them we did, but, uh, I thought that was kind of cool. That is cool. You know? Yeah. Um. You just always, you know, you, like some of them, you don't even realize that they're not the original singer. Like, you know, Bon Scott. Right. I just always assumed he was the original singer. Right. Then he died, and then Brian Johnson took over. So, right. in my brain, there's only been two lead singers of ACDC. Let's see. Can I? <coughs> I want to see if they actually have, YouTube has the, um, yeah, they do. But they have, oh, no, that this is the original. This is ACDC with Rod Evans on vocals. 1974. I was one. I was two. The number two, not two. One also. Okay, that doesn't even sound like the same band. It doesn't. The Odeon. Nice. And Angus Young is wearing his schoolboy outfit. Complete with briefcase strapped around his back. Really? Yep. And and Malcolm Young is actually wearing. I'm not even sure what kind of outfit that is. I mean, it's typical from 1974. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it sounds like a early 70s song. Yep. Yeah. But you know, when Bon Scott got in there and just it just transformed that band. Oh yeah. And then Brian Scott just, you know, took it to the next level. Brian Johnson. What? Brian Johnson. What? You said Brian Scott. 
Oh, sorry. Brian Johnson. Bon Scott, Brian Johnson. Yeah, you know. Easily done. They're interchangeable. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't even know where to go from here. Let's do the, uh, let's do this. That was really loud. That was loud. Hold on a second. I'm going to turn it Holy cow, man. Do it again. There we go. Do it one more time. Do it uh, one more time. Okay, do it one more time. (laughs) I can do this all night. (laughs) Did you hear that O'Brien and Doug podcast where they just played the button all night? It was the best one ever. (laughs) Pow. After everything they said, they just punched that button. Uh, what letter are we on? What is the letter of the day? Is it T? Uh, yes. T. Uh, okay. So it's time to read from the Guitar Legends and Drum Legends alphabets. Two books. I love reading books. Both by Beck Feiner. Beck Feiner. Uh, I just want to, before I, uh. He went to a diner. Before I, is is, is it T? The letter of the day? Yeah, it's T. The letter of the day is T. T. So, in the Guitar Legends book... T as in Taliban. T is for Sister Rosetta Tharp, the godmother of rock and roll, and her Ah, awe-inspiring guitar-picking paved the way for Elvis Presley and Johnny Cash. She's featured in that Elvis movie. Is she? Well, you know, a representation. Not her, personally. Right. Because I'm pretty sure she's dead. I'm pretty sure she's dead as well. As a person of color and the first gospel superstar, Tharp broke down 1930s racial barriers by playing with white musicians and pioneered the blues through her use of distorted electric guitar. Wasn't she, was it she, no, it was Big Mama Thornton that did Hound Dog. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So Sister Rosetta Tharp is the guitar legend of the day. Well, speaking of uh, obscure people, (laughs) T is for Mo Tucker. Mo Tucker. Never heard of him. With a snare, two toms, and an upturned bass drum, Maureen Mo Tucker played standing up. Oh, she's oh, it was a woman? It's a woman. Oh, cool. Yep. And instead of using drumsticks, she pounded marching mallets. Her memo- minimalist timekeeper approach to playing helped position Velvet Underground as the forebears of the punk rock movement. Oh. That's why nobody's ever heard of That's right. (laughs) Unfortunately. I'm just trying to... This is Mo Tucker. I guess... Probably not a good representation of Mo Tucker's talent. No. It's not even really a good representation of Velvet Underground. I don't know that it is. Is it Velvet Underground? Well, if you're listening to Mo Tucker, then it's Velvet Underground. From the limited edition version of the superb 2011 album, Trans Love Energies, this is Death in Vegas, Mo Tucker. I don't think it's Mo Tucker. I think it's uh, Death in Vegas. Oh. Um... Here, here's some Velvet Underground. 
Put Mo Tucker in that book, but you wouldn't put Karen Carpenter. Did we? Was Karen Carpenter in that book? Yeah. Oh, she was. Pretty sure. She was either K or C. She's not in there, is she? I'm not there yet. Hold on. Only up to J. I don't remember talking yeah, about Kay. Oh, she is. Okay. She's Kay. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, good, she's good. there. Good, 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 good. Because she was very underrated. As, oh, very. As, as a Weren't we talking about her we were. Saturday? Yeah. 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 She was great. Okay. So there you go. Uh, would you put Mo Tucker and Sister Rosetta Tharp together? Absolutely not. <laughs> Why would you sell a talent like Sister? Right. You know, no. Actually, let me, uh, I did that for Mo Tucker, so let's. Let's see if we can get a little taste of Sister Rosetta Tharp. Uh, because, you know, we have the technology. We do. This train live. I was thinking about this the other day. Man, I love the blues. It I is know. my absolute favorite it's genre to listen to. It's great. Precious memories. No. Lonesome Road. She's asking the audience what song she should this play. Train. I guess that's the winner. And I'm going to see how many going to ride on it. Yeah, that's that's what the drummer's for. Don't need a bunch of people throwing them off. I have a... Once again, I don't like to talk about work, but I have... So, my office, I'm the one of the music teachers in the high school here, and there's another music teacher who's also new. Um, he's teaching a... Um, a rock class like yeah. a, like, a, like a history of rock type thing right and he's been playing just awesome stuff like blues mm-hmm. old blue like Willie Dixon and Muddy, yeah. Water, Muddy Waters yeah and he'll come in to me after the kids leave his class I'll be like how'd that go and he'll be like Phew. nah of course because they, they're just there for the credit you know, he says, and he told him, he says, you know, this is basically a history class. Yeah. You know, he says, so we should treat it like a history class. And he said, um, if you want the fine art credit, you can go get, go take an art class and get, and get the same credit. You know, this is a history class. This is, you know. Yeah. And I feel bad for him because they're just, he, he, he's resorted to, I shouldn't say he's resorted to, maybe he planned this the whole time, but he's brought in his guitars. Yeah. Uh, he's brought in a Les Paul and a, and a, a Strat, and today he had like a, I almost think it was a, a Gibson Firebird mm-hmm. or something. So he obviously collects guitars. And he's explaining to them what pickups are and stuff like that. Wow, like, he is really reaching. Yeah, I think okay. he's really reaching. But you know, he's I, he had them a little more engaged, 
you know. Oh, uh, I'm sure, yeah. So, uh, I just, you know. Turn it into more it's like important. a school of rock kind of thing. I think it's important yeah. for people, especially kids these days, to know about Sister Rosetta Tharp. Yeah, they got to know where it came from. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that, let's close that up. Uh, that is the letter of the day, Guitar Legends and Drum Legends alphabet. Oh, did I tell you I finally got the, uh, I finally, they finally got the Beatles one in stock, so I ordered one. Oh, but what the next one though is what country? Are we gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna do like country and Beatles at the same time. Yeah, why not? Right, it's our show. Right. Oh, and uh, no, I probably shouldn't say anything because I haven't heard anything yet, and it's probably a long shot. You know what I'm talking about? Is it? Is it? Is it him? Yeah, it's him. Really? Yeah, you didn't get that? Not really, because you kept being really stupid secretive about it. <laughs> so, I can tell the story and not give it away. Yeah. Um, so, my daughter works in Ohio, the 304. What's new in the 304? What's new in the 304? What's Here we go. Or something like that. That's the segment. Um, and she, she texted me and she said, uh, did you know that I work with someone who knows this person? And I said, no. And has his phone number? No. And write songs with him or something like that. He, no. Did you know that I work with someone who writes songs with this person? And I was like freaking out. Yeah. You know. And turns out what the person that they've been working with is this guy who wrote the book with him too. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and... I was trying, they're going to see what they can do. They're trying to get an interview with, you know. That this, guy. That guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Uh, which would be huge. That would be huge. Um, what I'm doing now for Doug is holding up a book. Yeah. Uh, that I, actually, you should read this. I should. Um, do some research it's, it's, just in case this goes down. It's pretty quick. I yeah. mean, it's a pretty quick I was about read. to say, it looks like a very small book. And it's interesting because my, my daughter works for... Uh, I can say this. My daughter works for Scott Hahn, who is a Catholic theologian. Right. And she does all his video and podcasts and things like that. And this guy is major Catholic. Huh. And, and that's what this was. This book is basically about, you know, his journey uh, and, and so on and so forth. So, uh, but it's a good book. I mean, it's really, really cool. He tells a lot of cool stories, especially and what, if we do get an interview with him, I want to, I want to talk to him about, um, how can I say this? Uh, just, well, the, yeah, without giving it away. I want to talk to him about a, um, I'll just say a seat that he gave up. Okay. Okay. All we'll right. Just, we'll just, we'll just, uh, we'll leave it there. Roger that. Um, but if, if, if that happens, that would be awesome. It'd be cool, man. That'd be very be cool. Major coup. So now that I've completely, you know, p- pissed everybody off. <laughs> so who is it? Who is it? Everybody's like, <laughs> I haven't got that far in the podcast. It's for me to know and you to find out. We're all good. And it may not happen. Day. Yeah. It may true. not happen. Yeah. That's um, why I'd rather not uh, Yeah. So yeah. so but I'm 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 hoping it does. It would be sweet. That would be it sweet. It would be sweet, man. Sweet. That would be a big uh, a big interview. So it would be. Yep. So I'm excited. All right. So let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll climb okay. the wall of tunes. Let's do that. All right. Let's take a short break. Okay. For our commercial stuff. 
The O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you by Mosier Multimedia, a freelance digital design company specializing in all forms of graphic design, from business cards, logo design, brochures, annual reports, backdrops, and everything in between. They also offer audio production, including voiceovers for commercials or narrated corporate videos, and even custom background music. They also offer custom t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, and more, including the latest merchandise from Paul Sear Photography. Visit the online store. It's all about getting it done right the first time. MosherMultimedia.com. KMH Music, Main Street in Presque Isle, Maine. Specializing in new and used musical equipment and repair. Guitars, basses, keyboards, violins, mandolins, flutes, saxophones, trombones, you name it, they've got it or can get it. They service and sell all school band instruments and also offer guitar lessons, piano lessons, and more. KMH Music is now the place for your favorite used vinyl records. Add to your collection today. Visit them on Main Street in Presque Isle, Maine or on Facebook.com slash King Morton's Hall. KMH Music. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is also brought to you by The Ridge Runner. Visit Reflections from The Ridge Runner on Facebook. And by Doug's cousin, Larry. Hey. Hey. And it's going to be the best story ever. And we're back. It's going to be full of magic and elves and Christmas and Santa. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Don't I look ready? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm ready for this. Oh, I gotta. Yeah, you gotta, gotta turn. You gotta, gotta turn your hand. Yeah, turn your hand. You really should put like posters or something over here, so I can look at something. Like, I I did have posters, but my wife made me take them down. No, over here. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I know those half naked women. Oh, where are they? <laughs> I was just kidding. It was a joke. All right, I'm gonna go. Well, all I can think about is half naked women now. <laughs> Don't do that. What, what's going on here? Why, why am I getting gypped? Oh, cool. Wow. Uh, we actually kind of talked about this uh, a little bit today. We did? Yeah. There's a there's a hint right there. Okay. Okay. I don't know if we've Because we the- talked about 87 bands. <laughs> this will be easy. I got this down. No problem. Maybe we- I'll get it under in 30 seconds. Actually, did you bring your book? Yeah, I brought my book. Uh, did we already talk about this band? I don't know. I wonder. You'll have to look because I don't know what you're talking about. Let me see here. Let's find the pages, shall we? <laughs> Take your time. No worries. Well, that's not that one. There's the beginning. Okay. Let's see what we got here. Mm-hmm. Not on that page. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, there's the band. I don't think we talked about this album, though. Okay. This will be super easy. Yeah, I don't think we talked about this album. Okay. All right. All right. I am ready. Let the guessing begin. So it's a it's a band. It's a band. Sorry, I gave that away. No, no, I, <laughs> I get this. It makes me happy. Uh, uh, rock band? Yes. Um, is it... Uh, Height of popularity? Height of popularity for this band? Um, I'm going to say late 80s. Okay. Maybe early 90s. Like hair metal? No. Glam? No. Straight up rock and roll. Blues, up bluesy rock and roll. Bluesy I think. rock and roll? Sort of, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, any virtuosos? No. Uh, any iconic songs? 
with this, well, this band has iconic songs. Okay. This version of this band has a few hits, but nothing iconic. Is it the same band? It's it's the same band name, and they have a couple of members of the original band. Okay. But the rest of them are not. Okay. Super helpful. They the, the record company wanted them to keep using the name. They wanted to change their name. But the record company says, no, we have, you know, there's real estate there. So keep the name. So they kept the name, and they put out one, two, three, four, I don't know, four or five albums with this, this version. And then they got back together with the rest of the band and yeah, it's <laughs> not helping you not helpful at all I actually a lot of people give this version of the band flack um, because it was so far and away from the original but I love this I, you know, I love the original but I love this version too any guesses at all nope not a clue we talked about replacement singers. Yeah, I know. We talked about 87 of them. I can't. Dude. It's been a long couple days, dude. Okay, how about how about the height of popularity for the original band was 70s? That doesn't help either. Um, iconic singer. Original. Okay. Uh, who also sang with Queen. Okay. So it's Paul Rogers. Right. So it must be Bad Company. It is Bad Company. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's Bad Company. Thank you for spoon feeding. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about Brian Howe. Doug Brain no work. <laughs> Brian Howe replaced Paul Rogers. Right. But he didn't really. So what had happened was the record company wanted Bad Company to keep going. Uh, Paul Rogers was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I'm with the firm. I'm playing with Jimmy Page. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so uh, Simon Kirk, the drummer, Mick Ralphs, the guitar player, were convinced to keep going by the record label. They hired uh, Brian Howe on vocals. Um, I can't remember who they got to play bass. It was not the original. It was not Boz Burrell. Yeah. Um, and a guy named Terry Thomas um, was the producer. And... Brian Howe and Terry Thomas wrote most of the songs. They had, well, I'll play you their biggest hits um, from that era. Um, Holy Water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it definitely sounds late 80s, early 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. actually the, the title song from their album that came out in 1990 so it doesn't sound anything like Bad Company right but it does it's it's pretty cool yeah somebody covered this really didn't they I don't think so really Holy 
So that was like a hit for them. Yeah. And and so was this one. This one has one of my favorite uh, guitar solos in it. Uh, just because it's just so... I don't know. It's not a difficult solo, but it's just got like a growl in it. Sure. Told you by now. Have you heard this song? If you needed somebody. Maybe. But I can't find the words. See, now, I loved his voice. He's he's passed on now. Yeah. I think he had a heart attack a few years ago. Uh, Brian Howe was the singer. But I don't have the nerve. I remember when I first heard these guys, I was working at Power 96. Wow. Yeah. And I was uh, getting a ride out to the... I was in high school. I was still a teenager. I was getting a ride out to the um, station by one of my co-workers who was a hero of mine in high school. Um, his name is Josh and Brutus. I want to say it right now. And he played this. Oh, yeah. I have heard this. He played this album, and I was like, what is that? Okay, so just for giggles, I want to play the guitar solo. Yeah. I don't know what it is about this guitar solo. My favorite guitar solo was in the John Hyatt song. Um, we'll get to that. Ever. Yeah. But this is, I love this guitar solo. Just because it's, I don't know. Nothing special. No, I just, I just love was, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but great album. Uh, it's got. I don't think it had any other hits on it. Um, but if you like that s- style of music, the rest of the rest of the album sounds like that. They had another one that the album that came before this. Where is it? Right there. They had. There was a distinctive, uh, distinctive sound. That this version of Bad Company had. Um, so, this is on an album called Dangerous Age, which came out in '88. This is a song called One Night. This was also a very minor hit for them. But it almost sounds like Holy Water, right? And again, people give these this this era of bad company a bad rap. I think this is great stuff. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I think I've heard this song. I, I think you have. It's called One Night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard this. Yep. And okay, I'll play one more. And you've heard this one too. This was the the big hit off this album uh, from '88, which was called Dangerous Age. This is No Smoke Without a Fire. 
you heard it. But it has the same structure. It does. Oh, yeah. It does. And it doesn't sound like Mick Ralph's playing guitar. It is. It's a little little crunchy. Yeah, it's, it's just a different... It's a totally different band. Yeah. And that's what Simon Kirk, the drummer, was always bummed about was the record company made them keep the name. Right. You know? And there was some bad blood between the lead singer and the rest of the band, too. Because, like, the lead singer wrote some songs with the, the producer, and the producer played bass on the albums, and, and the other guys didn't even want to be there. Who was the producer? Terry Thomas. Oh. Oh, yeah. 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 You recognize it, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So, again, uh, that wasn't, that's from the album uh, Dangerous Age, but the album that I chose was Holy Water, which came out in 1990. And it's great. And, you know, except for Fame and Fortune, which I think was their first one with Brian Howe, that was okay. Uh, the other ones that they put out were, were also really good. Yeah. Um, same sound. Sure. You know, well, same I sound. mean, you know, you got to kind of yeah. stick with what works. Right. Right, you know. but then uh, Brian Howe was uh, well, actually um, Paul Rogers was freed up, so he came back, and they put out that um, double CD box. Uh, it was like the greatest hits, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that had a few new songs on it, and then um, they started touring as the original Bad Company. Right. So, and Brian Howe went on to tour as Brian Howe from Bad Company. <laughs> Well, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, absolutely. You gotta sell tickets somehow. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. So. And he played all these songs, which no one was playing. I'm sure, yeah. You know, Everybody so, like, no, yeah. What did you just mean? So I, I always thought they got a bad rap. So I'm, I'm happy that I picked. Uh, I'm happy that I picked that one. Holy Water from Bad Company, the Wall of Tunes album of the week. Okay, the week. So the final thing I wanted to do, and I think you're gonna like this, is I found this on SocietyOfRock.com. You may know a lot of these, but I wanted to share them because I think I think there's a lot of humanity in these uh, quotes. Okay. Um, words of wisdom from Neil Peart. Oh, okay. This is ten uh, things that he has said uh, from his books because you know he's known as a drummer, but he's. He's an author. Well, I have all his books, too. Yeah. Um, he was a, a, a massive reader oh, yeah. and a prolific writer. Yeah. Um, so here are some of Neil Peart's most unforgettable quotes about life. And I'm going to start with number 10. Excitement is found along the road, not at the end. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that one? Yep. Okay. Adventures suck. Yes. When you're having them. Yes. <laughs> That's usually because he always traveled by motorcycle. Right. Whenever they toured, he started, you know, because he wanted just to be, he didn't want to be on a bus. He wanted to see stuff. But he would, he had a tendency to like go off the beaten path. Yeah. And sometimes the beaten path would be like a dirt road that led nowhere. Right. And he would get stuck. And, and his bike was a heavy touring bike. Yeah. Uh, BMWs, he's what he usually yeah. drove. And uh, so, you know, getting it stuck and having to turn it around and find your way back, you know, I think that's from uh, one of his Far and Away books. So, Right. I'll tell you what, I'm going to let you borrow this book, and I would love to borrow one of those Neil Peart books at some point. 
All I, right. If I could. Absolutely. Uh, number eight. From the point of ignition to the final drive, the point of the journey is not to arrive. That's from uh, Traveling Music. So you know what book it's from? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because it, because that book is all about him driving from California to Big Bend mm-hmm. National Park. And he took one of his, because he was an avid car collector also. Right. And I think on this trip, he took his Aston Martin. Um, and he, and he made up like a play, you know, like this was back when you had CD, you know, multiple CD players, you know, yeah. or mo- CD players with multiple CDs. And he, that was his whole thing. It was his, as he's driving, he's listening to CDs. Right. That, uh, so for the point of ignition to, you know, you know, starting the car, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It seems that m- most of these quotes <laughs> or all of these quotes are, um, like how to live your life. He was very, he was very philosophical in his books. Yeah. You know, it was a, you know, the one I'm going to lend you is Ghostwriter. Okay. Because that's, that's really, um, you're really going to appreciate that book because that's when he went on his, when his daughter died Mm -hmm. in the car crash and then his wife died a year later from cancer Mm -hmm. and then he just, he just couldn't take it. So he went, he just took off, jumped on his motorcycle and he was gone for over a year. Mm-hmm. Just driving around. He drove all over Canada, the United States, and Mexico. Yeah. You know, just trying to get his head back together. And Rush was doing nothing. Right. You know, like, if you talk to Getty and Alex, they they, they thought, you know, Rush was done. Right. At that point. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you got to read that book, man. Because yeah. that'll, that'll really. Number seven. The measure of a life is a measure of love and respect. So hard to earn, so easily burned. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Number six, with people too, you constantly think, if I'm nice to people and treat them well, they'll appreciate it and behave better. They won't, but it's still not a bad way to live. (laughs) That's That's Isn't that great? That's his sense of humor. Yeah, right there. (laughs) Number five, without knowing it, I had identified a subtle but important part of the healing process. There would be no peace for me, no life for me, until I learned to forgive life for what it had done to be, forgive others for still being alive, and eventually forgive myself for being alive. That's Ghostwriter. Right. Yep. Uh, Number four, quick to judge, quick to anger, slow to understand. Ignorance and prejudice and fear walk hand in hand. That could be any one of them. Right. Yeah, I think that's just a view of people in general. Now, I've heard this one. I don't know if if this was him. Or if it was him, it's been adopted and used everywhere. No problem. Number three, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Yeah. That's very zen. Yeah. 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 Number two, the proper function of man is to live, not to exist. I shall not waste my days in trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. And number one, we're only immortal for a limited time. Yep. That's just, I mean, it's just, it's powerful stuff. It's it like, is. you know, considering he's a drummer. Right. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, he was more than a drummer. Yeah, I know, I know yeah. but you know. Very inspirational. Yeah. You know, I mean, stuff. his books are, I love, that's why I've read his books multiple times. Yeah. All of his books, I've read them at least two to three times each. And I just love them all. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just, I mean, he tells really great, the, the way he tells stories, 
you really get engaged in the stories and then, you know, he really goes into, you know, his philosophical views of life, you know, and he inter- intertwines that with the stories. Right. You know, so, but a lot of it's just, you know, basically life, touring life. Yeah. You know, the stuff that happens. He doesn't really talk about shows unless something really significant happens. Right. Like the time Jack Black came out on stage and, you know. Did his thing. Did his thing. Yeah. You know, he talks about, you know, big things on stage that happen like that. But most of his stories are based on what he does in between shows. Right. You know, when he's at home, you know, like like the time, because he, he used to live in uh, Quebec. Uh-huh. He, had a, he had a house on a lake and he, he would see this light off in the distance. He couldn't figure out where it was. It was like it was like the light of a tower or something. So he it was his mission to, to go find, find it, this light, find out where it was. Yeah. So he 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 you know he this was before you know Google Maps and everything. So he had to like you know he got maps out and he's like looking and you know he got his buddy from down the road to help him and they went it was in winter so they had the snowshoe up there you know so like a whole chapter of one of his books is him trying to find out where this light is right. You know, yeah. and it's fascinating. All you, all he's doing is looking for a light, but you're fascinated by the story, right? You know, and the you know you know what he did to to find this light and what it meant to him. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just the way he wrote was just really just. No, I can't wait to read it. Yeah, I think it's, it's be really fun. good, man. Um, so, I mean, sorry to end on a kind of a downer of a uh, of a of a note, but wow. what was downer about that? Man? Well, I don't know. I mean, we're usually laughing at the end of the podcast. Well, let's try it. Let's try. It. <laughs> Uh, season six episode 16 (laughs) is now in the books (laughs) really crappy book (laughs) who wrote this Beck Finer (laughs) (laughs) all right that's it sorry Beck if you're listening probably not we like your books we like your books man that's it that's all uh, Ain't uh, no more to be done. Uh, until next week. Yeah, uh, I'm O'Brien. I'm still Doug. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you in part by MosierMultimedia.com, KMH Music in Presque Isle, Maine, The Ridge Runner in Westfield, Maine, and Doug's cousin, Larry. Hey. <laughs> be sure to follow O'Brien and Doug on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Drop them an email anytime at O'Brien and Doug at gmail.com. Please, please, no more.